This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, June 16th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how you doing? I'm, I'm warm. You're warm? Still crazy hot there in Chicago? It, today was. Yesterday, I don't think it was so bad. I, don't, I can't remember if yesterday was so bad or not, but today was, today was a little rough. But it's going to cool off dramatically tomorrow, so I'm kind of excited for that. So. There you go. We're still dealing with our Portland spring that sometimes is hot and then rains and then just can't figure itself out at all. So, um, All right, Matt, the big thing from baseball from Wednesday, and I, I hadn't talked to you about this yet, but i got to know your hot take or your lukewarm take on Ichiro Suzuki, the hit king. Do you, do you have an opinion about this? As far, is he like the all-time hits leader? Yeah, which everybody seems to want to weigh in on, and I usually have no opinion, and I have, like, a tiny bit of an opinion on it. Still I, not a hot take. Lukewarm takes here. I, I'm, I'm pretty lukewarm on this. I, I, in my opinion, I think he probably is the hit king. I, I think it's an incredible achievement, and it's underrated, and we all need to be talking about it, and Agreed. it's awesome. But it's, it's a stat that you're, like, compiling together to make specifically for one thing. You know, it's a stretch to count them together, I feel like. I don't Because we don't do that. that. Like, we, we, we just, like, we don't count Cuban hits. We don't count minor league hits. We don't count any, like, Korean hits. Like... Why don't... It's, it's a professional league. I... But I'm saying we could, but we don't. Like, who's, who's number three on the list between all the leagues? We don't know, because we don't even keep track. It's not a number that... Like, who's the all-time minor league hits leader? Or minors plus majors? Like, we don't do that. You can, yeah. you know, and I would get it, but that's just not something we really follow. Just in, so. in my opinion, he was paid as a professional. He was kind of tied to the team in Japan and couldn't play here. So I, oh, sure. I, I, I think there's extenuating circumstances. I I view him as the hit king. I really do. Um, I don't just... I, I view him as arguably the best hitter ever, sure, but just in terms of literally counting, like, hits... Again, uh, there might be guys in minor league numbers all over the place that we don't pay attention to. I don't know. Uh, I also totally buy the argument of, like, if he had played in the majors his whole career, he might have been the champ. Like, totally. Like, I think he was better. Like, I think you can totally make the case that he was better, for sure. But it's a it's a stat. And to me, the stat is hits in the major leagues. Because we don't count the minor league ones. Because Pete Rose had a bunch of the minors, and we don't I, care. I see I see your point. I don't agree with yeah. you. I see it. <laughs> okay, like I said, I feel lukewarm about it, where I'm like, I have an opinion on it, but I also don't really care. Uh, I don't know. Again, a lot I, of people I, feel I, pretty strongly about it. I don't, I, I'm not going to like, you know, you, you, you strap a bomb into my chest over each or all. Sure. It just feels like a very arbitrary line to be like, Japanese pros plus MLB, that's the record. I'm like, how did you pick those two leagues? Okay, I don't necessarily think it should be a record, but I think he should be recognized as the hit king. How about that? See, now it's just nomenclature. What does hit king mean? Most, uh, most hits in their professional baseball career. Okay, but we don't but we don't count any of those guys' minor league numbers, though. Because those aren't at the highest level. Okay, I don't know. Again, I think it's like it's it's it becomes a slippery slope where you're defining specific ones. I think it's arbitrary. That's all. I think Ichiro is the greatest, and I have utmost respect. I think he's awesome. I think we should be throwing him a parade by all means. I think it's a really great accomplishment. 
uh, it's just not the same thing. It's different. It's just, I don't know. Hit King is such a weird phrase that we have to define. I don't know. Anyway, I figured we'd get that out of the way. Again, lukewarm takes. I don't think either of us feels that strongly about it. No, um, I really don't. I, yeah. I, Sorry to trap you into that. <laughs> you I felt... What's that? You want to mention Freddie Freeman? Uh, Freddie Freeman had a cycle. I feel I care about that even less than <laughs> arbitrary countings you know of how many RBIs he had. Uh, I don't. Is it one? I think it was one. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. Uh, cycles are neat, but they're so arbitrary. I don't care much about a cycle in general. It's it's neat, but uh, and good for him and congratulations. Freddie Freeman's good. I respect for him too. But I just think it's hysterical. He's like. You know, spring hits all over the park. One RBI, no help, no help at all. No. Yeah, no. Um, all right, we're going to look at these games for Thursday, the sixteenth. But before we get into that, we've got to talk about our friends at SeatGeek who help us keep the lights on here. Uh, SeatGeek.com is a website or an app where you can buy or sell tickets to specifically baseball games if you're listening to this podcast, but uh, anything else as well, shows, sports, concerts, whatever, things you would buy tickets to or sell tickets to. Go over to SeatGeek.com or get the app and you can browse. And uh, the best thing about SeatGeek is that it'll show you the final price right up front. There's no hidden charges or fees. You can browse and it'll show you the price and you know that that's what you're going to pay, which is really nice, a lot less of a hassle. And also, uh, it takes a look at a lot of other sites and what these tickets are going for, and it gives you a grade. And I'll tell you, like, oh, this is a good price, or, like, oh, you're kind of overpaying here. Um, so it's, it's a really great way to browse things. And most importantly, they're sponsoring our show, so they are helping you guys out. They have a code. It's streams, as in field of streams. If you put that in the, uh, in the code box, either, you know, on the app or on the website... It'll give you 20 bucks off your first ticket. They're just going to give you $20 for listening to our podcast, which is a pretty sweet deal. And if you do that, you know, a $25 ticket becomes a $5 ticket. So if you go check out the app, go go download it and browse around and just already good prices, take 20 bucks off that uh, if you uh, support them because they support us, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, thanks to SeatGeek.com for hanging with us. And everyone here at Fangraphs, they're sponsoring all the other Fangraphs podcasts too. So supporting us site-wide, which is uh, really cool. With them. Um, all right, Matt, Thursday, yeah. the 16th. There are three early games, and we're not going to touch those as their own slate, but they are pretty interesting, I think. So okay. maybe not for DFS, but uh, when we get to talking about streaming pictures, there's things going on here because Dan Straley's going to Atlanta to get Matt Whistler, and that's a fine matchup for both of them. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. I, I like both sides of that. Dan Straley, I totally trust against Atlanta. And then James Paxton, who's been awesome, goes to Tampa Bay, uh, even though they can hit lefties a little bit, uh, for sure. Not not a great matchup for him, but he's been good. He gets Blake Snell, who's the Rays' top prospect, and he's a lefty, and he can rack up strikeouts like crazy, too. So I, I kind of like both sides of that. Two good lefties are, are pretty interesting. And then Colby Lewis goes to the A's. Colby Lewis isn't that inspiring, but anybody against the A's kind of is a little bit. But he gets Daniel Mengden, who gets his second major league start. Daniel Mengden is not really a top prospect by any means, but uh, pitched really well in the minor leagues this year, so we got a call-up in his debut. He did five and two-thirds, allowed two runs. Was, wasn't great, but I don't know. He's a young guy who was dominating the minor leagues, so he's kind of interesting, too. Did so. you know that he, he wasn't invited to spring training? I didn't know that, specifically. Yeah. I knew he was, like, uh, not a highly ranked prospect at all, but he's just, like... 
killed double A, they took him up to triple A, and he had an ERA like in the ones. Like, well, I think it was like point point nine zero. Maybe, yeah. He it's one of those like forced his call up performances where yeah. it's like, all right, if you keep pitching like this, like you you get a spot in that rotation. So, um, that was kind of Dan Straley's thing in the for the A's in the minor leagues too. His was all strikeouts, but. Yeah, uh, so Daniel Mangden, I don't know if I'm rushing out to get him, but I'm keeping an eye on him. Uh, Blake Snell needs to be on across the board, though. That's that's serious talent. That's serious prospect strikeout stuff. But, yeah, so that's uh, three games there that are interesting in the afternoon. Um, again, I think we'll talk about them when we pick Field of Streams picks, because they're all kind of interesting. Um, but we are going to talk about the seven games in the evening, which is the DFS slate you'll probably be playing, and what we're going to try and help out with. Uh, so Matt, at catcher in the evening for the 16th. What are you thinking? Okay. I'm starting with Wilson Ramos versus Eric Johnson. Mm-hmm. You, you uh, have first-hand experience with Eric Johnson as a White Sox fan. I do. Yeah. What's the scouting report on Eric Johnson? He's a quad-A pitcher. He really is. He's a firm number six hurler. Uh, if he's your number six, you're probably a 500 ball club. <laughs> yeah. That's it's about what he is. Um, I think he could luck his way into quality starts here and there, but it's yeah, not a good pitcher. A guy worth exploiting. I'm kind of intrigued to see what he can do in San Diego, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't really want to. You know, I, I'm fine to 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 pick against him. Yeah, and Wilson Ramos is going to be fine. Quality quality catcher. It's righty on righty. It doesn't really. He's been bad against both sides. It doesn't really matter. So. Yep. Yep. I'm into that for sure. Except if he sneaks in there, Brian McCann versus Kyle Gibson. Yeah, you you think they might not play him? He's been, he's had a weird like on again off again schedule. I don't think he they, they're not saying he's hurt, but they're giving him all kinds of rest and letting Austin Romine sneak in there. Yeah, trying to keep him healthy or something. I guess the, the Yankees are sliding into last place and might be you know not pushing their veterans too hard as we get deeper into the summer. Better start pushing somebody. Yeah, uh, but I agree. I like McCann if he gets in there. Kyle Gibson has been bad Kyle Gibson more than good Kyle Gibson this year. And he's really so, rough, rough against lefties especially. Yeah, 649 ERA on the air. So go ahead and pick against him for sure. Wait, is, is there a decimal point in there? Or is that just like 649.00? 649, no, 6.49, yes. I, I think but, but you had to stop and question it. You had to go, uh-oh, is that possible? The highest possible is 108, is it not? Uh, no, it's got to be infinite. Well, you can get an infinite one. Yeah, I guess you the can. The highest possible ERA? Yeah. You can just keep allowing runs. Well, it's, so if you don't record any outs, it's infinite. Yes. But if you notch an out and then just start allowing runs, it can keep going up. In the same way, you can technically get infinite strikeouts in a game. Uh, no, I guess 27 would be a limit on strikeouts in a game. No. No, it wouldn't, because they don't always notch outs. Yeah, that's what it, that's the point I was trying to make. You can technically get infinite strikeouts in a game. I suppose. Yeah, baseball's weird. It is. And lastly, I have Phillies catcher versus Jay Happ. I'm kind of hoping Chooch gets in there, but I'd be okay with with Cameron Rupp. Cameron Rupp has hit lefties a little bit. He's not a monster at the plate or anything, but but he's hit lefties. Season, honestly. Yeah, um, I like that. Okay, there are a few Phillies that I think can maybe hit lefties, but these are all cheap options for sure. Yeah. Um, any other catchers for you? 
Uh, that's all. That's the extent of my catchers. Yeah, I only also had uh, Jonathan Lucroy against Scott Kazmir, but he's been so much better against righties than lefties this year. I mean, yeah, he's been good in general, and Kazmir doesn't scare me, but I'm probably not taking him against the lefty, even though it's the platoon advantage. I think uh, an option, but I'm, I'm staying away. And then uh, you okay. can take Yasmani Grandal getting Junior Guerra, who's been better than anybody expected, but still not great. So if you believe in uh, the Dodgers' corn runs against them, and I think they can, um, I, I'm I, into that. I want to believe in the Dodgers, but I... They've been pretty broken. Where he's got, he's got that thing where he doesn't really have a split. Yeah. That that gives me... that, that That's enough to give me pause. Yeah, Junior really. Guerra's been okay. I think the best matchup is definitely Brian McCann against Kyle Gibson if he gets in. And then the safer one <laughs> yeah. is Eric Johnson. Given a choice, I think I'd probably, I'd probably roll with Wilson Ramos, who, yeah. you know... Yeah, the I like Ramos or McCann. I like Cameron Rupp as the cheap option, but I think you can consider Grandall and Lucroy. Um, I kind of like Gooch as the cheaper option, honestly. I think I'd prefer him if he snuck in there. The Phillies catcher, whoever gets in there. Um, yeah. All right, how about first base? How'd you do with these seven games? Limited. Uh, I had six names, but they're not studs. I had one stud and two guys. Well, one guy you will love and one guy you will laugh at me for picking. All right, where are we going? I was showing David Ortiz versus... Tyler Wilson. Yeah, all those Tyler Wilson picks we tried to make yesterday are back. Yeah, assuming, assuming Tyler Wilson doesn't get bumped for you yeah. know, Dylan Bundy or somebody, who knows? Well, uh, David Ortiz is awesome and continues to just rack up doubles like crazy in Fenway. He's smashing the monster. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Chris Carter versus Scott Kazmir. Yep, yep. It's a platoon advantage for him, which isn't a huge deal for him, but he can certainly run into him. Exactly. It's, if you're picking Chris Carter, you're essentially hoping he hits a home run. Yep. And he can do that. He can. And lastly, the, the, the pick you will make fun of me for is Ike Davis versus Kyle Gibson. I saw the name. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, Kyle Gibson's been that bad, though. It's a lefty It's a lefty thumper against Kyle Gibson. I'm like, all right. Could he run into one? Yeah. I mean, Ike Davis is not inspiring, but Kyle Gibson has been that bad. I, like a 649 ERA, as I said. Uh 6.49 still. No, I don't think that's crazy at all. It's, I don't, most people don't punt at first base, but I don't think it's, you know, not an option. So, hmm. yeah. Um, yep, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. I had those guys. I wrote Tommy Joseph getting uh, Jay Happ. He's also has some pop, and it's not much of a sample size, but he's pounded lefties so far this year. He might just be kind of your quad A, you know, slugger guy, but, you know, it's, he's getting a lefty in Jay Happ who, I'm going to pick some, some Phillies righties against Jay Hat, but don't get me wrong, he's been pretty all right, and the Phillies can't really hit. So those are all, all cheap options in, like, GPPs. But you can consider that. Rojan John Jay still getting Bartolo Colon. That's a, a high floor, not much of a ceiling pick. You're hoping he gets on base and scores some runs, which I think he could do, but but that's a, a smaller a smaller pool play. Um, what about uh, Miguel Cabrera getting Danny Duffy? Are you ready to take Tigers righties against Danny Duffy? Oh, yeah. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Danny Duffy's been pretty good, though. I don't think it's a slam dunk. He's transitioned back to the rotation. Now has a 2.94 ERA on the year. Uh, he's not dominant, but he's he's been pretty all right. And he's a former top prospect. So I am willing to take Tigers righties. I'll, I'll list a bunch of them. But I'm I'm not doing it gung-ho like him against, uh, like, against Kyle Gibson. So... Um, and then the only other first baseman I had is Adrian Gonzalez getting Junior Guerra. Adrian Gonzalez is a little bit cold, though. So, yes. 
there, there's a floor there. They could definitely score runs. He knows how to drive them in, but that's not, you know, amazing either. So I think David Ortiz is in a vacuum the best pick, right? I agree. Yes, completely. Yeah. If you can afford it there, if you want to go cheap, do something like Ike Davis. If you uh, just want to strike gold in a GPP, it could be Chris Carter. Sure. All right. Um, second base. I had four names. How'd you do, Matt? I had four as well. All right. Who do you got? Daniel Murphy versus Eric Janssen. Yep. 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 Chase Hutley getting Junior Guerra. Yep. I'm all right with that, too. Uh, Jan Kinsler versus Danny, Danny Duffy. Yeah, I, I like him the most when I'm not sure about the you know the guy that the Tigers are going to get. Again, I like these leadoff guys who all you need him to do is succeed and get on, and then anybody behind him can drive him in. Could be a number of guys. So, yeah, I like that maybe the most. And last, I ever took Brian Dozier versus CC. Sure. Yeah, again, I've been down on Dozier, but we we talked about this. I'm really into this CC Sabathia start, though. I, I don't... It, it, it looks fake to me. We'll, we'll get there, but I think if you want to pick against it, that's totally viable. Uh, you can you can look at the longer history and pick against bad CC Sabathia and Brian Dozier being better against lefties, so I, I'm okay with it, for sure. Um, the only other name I had you didn't is Justin Bedroia getting Tyler Wilson, even though he prefers lefties, but he keeps batting second and they keep scoring runs, so even though it's not an ideal specific matchup for him. I still think it's a good place to bat on a team that's going to score runs, and I think he can still hit. So uh, you can go there. You might pay for it a little bit, but I think it's fine. Um, I had three names, four names, basically three at third base. Um, I wrote Michael Franco getting Jay Happ. I would like that. He's just he's banged up. He's hurt. So I don't know that he's going to be back in the lineup. If he is, I would consider it. But he did on Wednesday night, and yeah. I think the feeling is he's probably going to get back in there yeah, and it would make a lot of sense to get him back in there against the lefty, especially. Yeah, so, so if he's in, I, I would certainly consider it. He has pop, and, and Jay Happ's slowing down a little bit, so I could see him getting one there, especially in uh, in Philadelphia. Um, I wrote Nick Castellanos getting Danny Duffy. Again, if you want that Tiger stack, you want those righties, I'm totally fine with him. Um, and then the last two, third base was tough for me. I picked Justin Turner getting Junior Guerra. He's had a tough year. He still has, you know... The skills to hit, and they like to put him in the heart of that order. But kind of like all the Dodgers, he's, he's been slow. So I don't love it. And then uh, also just looking for another third baseman, and this is more matchup stuff, is uh, uh, Anthony Rendon getting Eric Johnson. He prefers lefties, and he hasn't been amazing this year. But I think that the Padres can allow runs, and I think he could be a part of that. Um, would you consider Rendon against Johnson? Tough question. I'm not sure. It's... Uh... I, I, it's admittedly, I wrote it because it was a tough day for third baseman for me. If it wasn't in San Diego, mm-hmm. I would probably say, if it was in, in Washington, I'd probably say yes. The fact that it's in San Diego yeah. is enough to make you think twice. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm admitting that I don't love it, but uh, who'd you have at third base? I had such a hard time. I, I wrote on Travis Shaw versus Tyler Wilson. Yeah, he's been cold too, but... Not so cold that I wouldn't take him there. I, I I think when I was first going through the list, I went, ah, he's cold, and then I should have circled back around. Because yeah. on this day, even though he's cold, that's a good pick. You could always run Manny Machado out there at third base and you, see the shortstop. You can. He gets uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, I have him at short. You're right. I have him at shortstop, but it might be a day where he's actually better at third base. Just yeah, just, yeah the third base options are kind of actually. I, I find them to be exceptionally limited. I wasn't. I yeah. Wasn't that- Tough third base day with only seven games going. I think that's a good call, that Machado might be totally playable at third base. You do Trevor Plouffe if you want to pick on CC because he also traditionally used to hit lefties, not doing a lot this year. 
a lot of things, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Hill hasn't really hit lefties. He gets Scott Kazmer. He's been better against righties. It's kind of tough. I mean, it's a tough third base day, so it might be a Machado day. Um, how about other shortstops other than Machado? Who, if he fits at shortstop, is great. Uh, who else do you think there? Of Corey Seager versus Junior Aguero. Yep, absolutely. Okay, Jonathan VR versus Scott Kazmer. Other side of that, I actually I kind of like the VR versus Kazmer a bit more than Seager versus Guerra. Am I am I crazy? Um, you're not crazy. VR's been nuts against lefties this year, though. He's been great. So I, I mean, I like VR in general. He has an 8.20 OPS on the year, but against lefties, 9.59 at least uh, through Tuesday. That's uh, that's pretty nuts, and he's still stolen nine nine bases against them, fourteen against uh, righties. I yeah, I, I'm all in there. I mean, you you're not saying you like him more than Corey Seager in a vacuum. You just like this no. matchup more. In a vacuum, no. Yeah, he gets Scott Casimir, and the Dodgers bullpen isn't that crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I like VR a lot for sure. Okay, and next up, and oh, last on my list, uh, Eduardo Nunez versus CC. Yeah, another uh, another lefty there. Um, or a lefty masher, pardon me, getting CC. I, I like CC, but, but I get it. Um, I was looking for shortstops. It was a tough day if you're not, not going Seager, VR, or Machado. The only other two names I had is Drupal Cabrera getting Juan Nicasio. Just really picking on Juan Nicasio being bagged. Uh, Azdrubal Cabrera is really, really boring, really uninspiring. But Juan Nicasio has an ERA over five. I don't think things are, are going right there. He's going to have a hard time holding on to his rotation spot. He allowed... Six runs in one inning his last time out. So if you just want a body on the Mets, as Drupal Cabrera will play, uh, it's an option. And then same with Starlin Castro getting uh, Kyle Gibson. He's right-handed, so it's not the same platoon advantage, but I just saw the sky-high ERA for Gibson, and I think that the Yankees can score some runs. Would you consider Starlin Castro? No. It's righty and right. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I, I think it's a cheap option, like as Drupal, but... You should really try and find the money to get uh, Seager, Machado, or VR. I think those are the top three easily, and they're all they're a good top three. Unlike third, where we were scrambling a little bit. Um, and then onto the outfield, Matt. How'd you do in the outfield? I did okay. I have options. Yeah, me too. Uh, where do you think you're starting? Who are your favorite picks? Start with the expensive guys: Bryce Harper versus Eric Johnson. Sure. I don't think Petco Park's going to contain him. I really like Ryan Braun versus Scott Casimir. Yep, mashing lefties, absolutely. Uh, Yanks outfield versus Kyle Gibson. Any of the lefties doesn't really matter who. Yeah, we touted uh, Carlos Beltran, and then I think he got his knee drained, so he's been out for a few days. But if he gets back in, I think we're all over that. You could talk to Jacoby or uh, or Gardner as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gregory Polanco versus Bartolo Colon. Yeah, I like that, and I like Sterling Marte. Sterling Marte is right-handed, but has been hitting righties more than lefties, and so mm-hmm. I think picking him against Bartolo. Bartolo's been pretty okay too, but. Uh, talented hitters that could do just fine. Yeah, Bartolo doesn't really have a platoon split. It, you know, slight, slight, slight difference towards lefties and mm-hmm. black left-handed. The control numbers don't look as strong, but the oh. uh, the results end up being pretty close. Agreed. Uh, like J.D. Martinez and Cam Maven versus Danny Duffy. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. If you're real brave, you can go Justin Upton, but you're just trying to get in that Tiger stack. I. I JD Martinez is my favorite. It's less bad this month. Yeah, it's it'd be hard not to. Yeah, yeah, that, that, those are options for sure. I think coming into tonight, he had like eleven RBI in twelve games. Oh boy, it, it has it has to show up sometime. He's due, right, Matt? As I always say. No. He's due. You're right. We don't say that. We don't subscribe to that at all. I just think it's funny. 
Um, but yeah, Tigers outfielders are totally an option. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Jackie Bradley Jr. versus Tyler Wilson. Yep, I have that. I have Mookie Betts too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis Granderson versus Juan Nicasio. Sure, I'm trying to find Mets hitters. I mean, if I'll say yes. Escobar Cabrera, I guess I can say Granderson. I wrote Cespedes too, even though I prefer him against lefties. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jack Peterson versus Junior Guerra. Mm-hmm. I just searched for the first name there. <laughs> Found it. Uh, Michael Saunders versus Aaron Nola. Sure. I, I'm i really not picking many guys against Aaron Nola, but I, I think you could go with Saunders. Yeah, remember, it's, it's, a, it's not a great matchup for the Blue Jays. No. Aaron Nola's good. Aaron Nola's crazy good. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no hesitation there. Joey Rickard versus... Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, he's lost his full-time job, but he still hits lefties. Yes, he's probably going to sneak in there. Um, last time I list, I wrote my, my good buddy from high school, Robbie Grossman. Keeps hitting. If you want to pick on CeCe, you can do it. He's been hitting I think, lefties. I think they, they stopped him tonight. I think he had an offer tonight. Oh, man, finally. He's, he's vulnerable. Um, I have Mark Trumbo as well. Third for the Twins. Let's know that Robbie Grossman uh, currently over three with a strikeout, but... There, there's he's still got one more at bat, so don't don't worry. Yeah, uh, I have Mark Trumbo. If you want Joey Rickard, Mark Trumbo, a little more expensive, obviously, but he gets a lefty and Edward Rod- Edward Eduardo Rodriguez. Pardon me, who's been bad, and so I think you can pick Orioles for sure. Um, the only other name that I feel like I, I want to get in there is uh, I was looking for Mets, and they're so banged up. Oh my goodness, some guys that are out for a while, and some that are day to day right now. It's, it's bad shape, and. Not so much that I would ever take Juan Nicasio, even though he had some strikeouts in him. But uh, how about Kelly Johnson getting in for the Mets somewhere? Uh, they have so many holes to fill. Uh, would you consider that basically based on him getting Juan Nicasio? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm digging deep. This is a cheap third outfield option. It's not one that I'm real excited about, but it's a good matchup for Kelly Johnson. Uh, and I don't think many people will have him. So that's my dark horse pick for the day. And I do not blame Matt for not being excited about it. If, if he sneaks in there... He's got to. They need him. They traded for him because their lineup's all banged up. He's going to play somewhere. If he sneaks in there and you're desperate, okay. If it's like, you know, you've got, like, exactly enough, you know, cap space, you know, to afford, you know, Kelly Johnson or have, a you know, an empty roster slot, traveling you can do... No, he can run into one. There's some pop there. That's a GPP play. If he runs into one, you're getting points. Nobody else had. It's it's a cheap one for sure. All right. Um, On to pitchers. Plenty of options. Uh, Plenty of options today. We mentioned uh, Aaron Nola getting the Blue Jays. I think he's good enough that I would take that matchup. And I think the Phillies are bad enough that I consider J.A. Happ. Would you go with either or both of these guys? I think they're both viable. I would really like... I would... If I was a gambling man, I would be okay with Aaron Nola. I, I like Jay Happ slightly less. I, to me, I think Happ is safer because the Phillies are bad. But uh, Aaron Nola has the actual upside of the strikeouts and everything. So they're, they're both options. Speaking of being safe and boring, Bartolo against the Pirates, would you consider it? Yes. Yeah. How about Justin Verlander getting the boring Royals? I like it. Yeah, he's going to be fine. I'm not scared of the Royals. Go nuts. Uh, if you're feeling brave, again, Danny Duffy's been good. It's a bad matchup for him. but It's a rough matchup, yes. It's a rough matchup. I think it's a GPP play. You could try and fade the Tigers and go that way. It, it might not work out for you, but you can consider it. Um, you all in on Tanner Roark going to San Diego? Yes. best. Honestly, in my opinion, best pick on the board. Okay. 
That's that's a that's a big call, but he's added strikeouts to his game. He's been good, and the Padres can't hit, so I'm totally fine with it. Um, if you want to go Junior Guerra, getting the Dodgers, I don't think you're nuts. No, you're not. It's a cheap play, but he get you a quality start, and he could uh, get you some strikeouts. He, he's not a big strikeout guy, but there are some, enough to make him viable. The only other name on the board for me is CC Sabathia. Matt, in his last six starts, he's allowed a 487 OPS. He's allowed three runs in 38 innings. Three earned runs. It's a .71 ERA. It's 13, or pardon me, it's 34 strikeouts of 13 walks, which is not dominant, but certainly good. That's six starts, and mo- five of them since he came off the DL. I think he's the deals he's gone to his cutter a bunch, I believe is what it is. It's definitely a pitch change. I don't think old CC's back. Obviously, his ERA isn't going to be below one. But it's the Twins, Matt. It's the Twins. You're not picking him against the Twins? No. I am picking him against the Twins. I'm totally, I'm all in on this one. I think the Twins can hit lefties, but he's, in general, they're not very good. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't love the Yankees. I'd be totally fine with them, you know, having a bad rotation. But it's six great starts in a row. This is like Matt Shoemaker stuff where you just got to start believing it and going, all right, this is, this is what we're dealing with now. Uh, well, with Matt Shoemaker, it doesn't look quite as ridiculous as, as CC. How so? Matt Shoemaker thing is really ridiculous. It came out of nowhere. Well, we've seen Matt Shoemaker be a competent major league pitcher before. We've seen CC slowly deteriorate. That's true, but but be injured and deal with some off the field stuff. But I, for for both of them, and when you see a lot of breakouts like this, it's a pitching change. When you can look and go, oh, he started throwing this, not that. You know, uh, then you're like, okay, that's that is an actual different performance out there and having different results. And no, the ERA is not going to stay below one. But for me, again, it's just matchup against the Twins, too. I, I'm just I'm brave enough to take them against the Twins after six great starts. If, if you don't believe, I don't blame you at all. I don't think, I don't think you're dumb for not being in, but I'm, I'm willing to, to take that one. So, um, Any other pitchers on the board uh, for the evening slate that you think are options? Not really, no. I think, no. We, I think we covered everybody I like. There's a bunch of good ones. All right, so we got to pick some guys, one guy each. There's a lot of them I like that are under 50% owned. Blake Snell is 49% owned. Go grab him. He needs to be picked up. And I think the match against Seattle is okay. James Paxton is only 39% owned. Go pick him up. He's been good. He's, I mean, Felix is going to be out for a while. He's striking people out. Velocity's up. Grab him. Dan Straley, I don't know that I'm like grabbing him everywhere, but he gets the Braves. It's a great matchup. Matt Whistler's cooled off, uh, and I might actually like him less than Dan Straley in this one, but he gets the Reds, and if you believe in him, he'll be okay. Um, we talked about Daniel Mengden. He's available in a bunch of leagues. Colby Lewis will be fine against the A's. He's 49% owned. Colby Lewis, he's been better than that. Um, you can take Bartolo. Sabathia is at 50%, so Sabathia is eligible for this contest, and after fighting you on him, I might take him. Um Danny Duffy gets the Tigers at 51%. Not eligible, but also underrated. These are all pitchers that should not be as uh, as unowned as they are. And then Junior Guerra is also under 50% owned. So Matt, this is, in terms of streaming options, we're kind of an embarrassment of riches here, would you say? Yes, I would say. Sometimes I think about days like this where when we first started the podcast a couple of years ago, it was uh, we recorded twice a week and we would pick picks way in advance and i was like we could change the format instead of one a day to like just picking seven a week would be a very different thing if i could just needed seven total 
for the week, and then I could like load up on the good days and not be in trouble on the bad days. But uh, no, we got to pick one. I'm going to pick Sabathia because I just argued with them enough that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my, my pick where my mouth is. Uh, oh. Yeah. Blake yeah. Snell is probably the like run-out-and-grab-him guy for me, though. Uh, yeah. The Seattle matchup's tough, but and, and I think Dan Straley has a totally safe matchup, too. What are you thinking out of all those guys? I'm, I'm really surprised that old Captain Cheeseburger is getting a run out there again. Yeah, he's showing back up on our spreadsheet. It's at 50%, man. He's going to give up eight home runs. <laughs> Against the Twins? To Robbie, to Robbie Grossman, he's going to hit seven of them, right? <laughs> Robbie Grossman is the nat- natural. And then Eduardo's going to hit one of them. One, yes. No, um, I'm, I'm, I'll roll with Dan Straley. I think he's the, the obvious play. I think Dan Straley in Atlanta is going to do just fine. He's underrun. I think that's the guy you got to go. Again, not in mixed leagues. Everybody has to grab him, but he's definitely a strong spot starter right now. His ERA is 315. His whip's 113. It's the Reds. The bullpen might blow it, but it's the Braves. We just talked about, you know, Freddie Freeman. As long as he, you know, contains Freddie Freeman to a triple, which is one run, I think he'll be okay. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, did you have any strong opinions on those other guys I mentioned? Are you considering uh, James Paxton or Snell? I, I, I think number two for me is definitely Colby Lewis, I think. Yeah, getting the A's that are pretty broken, too. Yes, very yeah. very broken. Yeah, I'm. if you're in your head-to-head league, it's time to go pick a bunch of those guys. I think I might do the same, too, and see who I can start streaming and rack up some strikeouts and quality starts. So, um, All right, Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here? Do, do we want to talk about Anthony Desclafani? Uh, what about him specifically? He didn't roast our, our ERA, but he, uh, he, ups, he, he did not have a quality start. I, I'll admit I, did, I didn't notice what he had done. Two and two-thirds, oh. only one earned run, but six hits and three walks. That is a whip killer is what he did. Yep, indeed. Yeah, so sorry if you went with us on uh, Anthony DeSclafani. He, he's still working his way back against the Braves, too. Yeah, we, we feel it, too. So Yeah, that's true. Um, I trust uh, Dan Straley, though, going right back to Atlanta. It's going to be fun. So. Um, okay, well, that should do it for us. Uh, Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS. And uh, Brad is out of town. Uh, he's going to this Fangraphs event that's going on in New York this weekend. I'll, I'll post about that. But uh, if you're in the New York-ish area, you should go hang out with a bunch of Fangraphs and Rotographs writers and this cool event they got going on. They're having a meetup, and I'll, I'll post about that. I think it's Saber Weekend. Yeah, I think it's yeah, Saber you, Weekend. Did you get an invite? It's a public event. I So if I wanted to make it to New York City, I, I could have. But, uh, did you get like an official invite or anything? Did, no, did get... I don't think that's how it works. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I should. I don't have the thing here. It's, it's on Fangraphs. It's on the, on the front, and I'll talk about it on Friday. But uh, that's where... Uh, that's where Brad is at. And so, no Brad uh, on Friday. But we're still going to do the early Friday show. Me and Scott Strandberg is coming back for the uh, the third time. And uh, we'll be holding down the fort on Friday morning. That's 8 a.m. West Coast time and 11 a.m. East Coast time. We have a chat. We interact. There's webcams. It's a live recording. It'll be fun. And then uh, if you listen to the show during the day, it'll, it'll go out as normal. So, um, anyway, that'll be us on Friday uh, for Matt. I'm Dylan. We'll be back next week after that as well. Uh, Good luck with the games, and we'll talk to you then. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.